Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tell Me About That, the show where we come up on the spot off the top of our heads with a brand new show intro and use it for that week's show intro. Now, hear me out, guys. And I'm Jack, by the way. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Ryan. Now, hear me out. I'm thinking a light, bloopy kind of song, right? So maybe it starts with something like, you know, like a little light thing, something catchy. And then, I don't know, like we can layer in other stuff from there. Yeah, like some synths or something. And then like and then like we can let it play for a little bit and then like we'll bring it down. Right. And then as it's coming down, we'll come up and we'll be like Bing Bong. Yep. Just like that. <laughs> Bing Bong. Something like that. You know, it's a workshopping session. That's the fun of the podcast, is that we figure it out. That's all we do In on situ- here is figure really. it out. All right, well figure let's that's what- let's just get a quick listen on that first concept and see how we like it. new nothing right nothing's new nothing. we live well, in the podcast that's not totally true because one i am now a texas two i am fermenting <laughs> hold on peppers. hold on you say you are a texas that's what i heard i'm a texas yeah there's, holy shit there's more than one of them oh geez yeah oh yeah that's the secret well, the old, about living the old in one's texas kind of screwed so we gotta get a new yeah. one <laughs> there's a whole bunch of them down here <laughs> like armadillos, you just gotta just catch them on the side of the road. Is that a thing you can do with armadillos? Can you just catch oh, them on the side of the road? I don't think so it's encouraged. I, <laughs> I don't think they want you doing I, that. I haven't seen any armadillos. That was gonna be my yeah. next question. <laughs> I've never gotten in trouble for picking up an armadillo, so I think it's cool. <laughs> I think it's legal. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Anything against the they rules. Haven't, they haven't said no to me that, specifically. You know what? Fair enough. That's how laws capture. <laughs> Um, but yes, I am Texas, and there is hot peppers fermenting on my countertop right my now. My man's has got beans on the stove. <laughs> beans on the stove. It. Have we explained this I on don't the think podcast? So. I think this is the first time they've heard of beans on the stove. Are you sure? I feel like we talked about beans on the stove last I, no, time. I, I think that's come up between the two episodes, between last episode and this episode. It's a lo- It's kind of not worth the length of story, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, it's really so, not funny. We'll crunch it down. Way short, 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 short. Jeremy and I were playing video games. We met a random guy. We thought we would maybe want to play games with him. We added him on Discord. His picture on Discord was a naked pair of anime breasts. We quickly wanted to get out of there. And I was, I, being a rational human being, just left and blocked the guy. Jeremy, on the other hand, wanted to give him some sort of excuse in which he responded, I've got beans on the stove. I must leave. Which I did, in fact, have. Yeah, that would be something you would normally stove. say when you don't have any, when you don't actually have beans on the stove. But Jeremy did, have, in fact, have beans on the stove. Just the fucking stupidest thing I've ever. Heard. <laughs> and now it's now it's like Jeremy's catchphrase. You made that guy feel worse than if you had actually just, just left. left. Yeah. Like I at least had the dignity to block him, so he can't even message me or anything. But he knows that you wanted out. And don't get me wrong, I blocked him. Yeah, but. but you gave him you gave him a glimmer of hope. You sent him a message, which he probably thought like, nice, what are they saying? And then beans on the stove. The <laughs> weakest bullshit excuse I've ever heard. The weakest real lie you've ever heard. <laughs> Jeremy, is that a new microphone? 
Uh, no, it's not. Oh, thanks for well, noticing. <laughs> All right, that's the is answer. It, is it really a, the same microphone you always record with? Yeah. <laughs> 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 to, to your to your defense, I haven't really been on camera the last oh, couple yeah, of episodes. Oh okay, so. yeah, you don't usually use your camera. Oh my gosh, I was like, what? <laughs> Absolutely blowing my mind, freaking my bean. Freaking your bean. Freaking, freaking his bean on the stove. <laughs> Get ready for the. Now you can go. You, you all now can go back into the 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 archives and figure out all our bean references, which all led up to this. Yeah, they've all been references of to beans this on moment. the stove. It's all been leading up to now. So twenty first century. I don't want to. I don't want to just completely diverge from uh, from our, no, our bean, bean talk, but yeah. Bean talk. Um, Our segment, Bean Talk. Yeah. Well, Welcome this, to Bean Town. Thanks for, thanks with for, your host, for Bean Talk. Bean Jack, Bean, bean Ryan, talk. and Bean Jeremy. <laughs> this is Bean Ryan. Yeah, nice. Welcome to my new standalone podcast, Jack and the Bean Talk. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I just talk about beans <laughs> for 45 minutes by myself. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next next. Ryan episode. and I are going to dip out the here. Rest, yeah, the rest of this episode is, is, is the pilot episode for Jack and the Bean Talk. <laughs> No, what I was what I was gonna say was, uh, I for whatever reason I have forgotten every single day this week what day it is. So Monday, I was like, okay, I think it's Monday because it feels bad and I'm not bad. having a good time. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then yesterday, for whatever reason, I was like, I I think I messaged you, Jack, because I'm playing a new game on on stream tomorrow on or on thursday which is ne- yesterday when you guys are hearing it uh, <laughs> this is the most confusing <laughs> sentence i've ever said my beans my beans i've got whiplash <laughs> but i will have played uh a new game on stream and i was setting it up because it's, it's an older game so it needs like aspect ratio adjustments and everything and i told jack before we played games yesterday that i needed to set this up for my stream tomorrow thinking Tomorrow oh, I didn't even question was, it. I know. Thinking tomorrow, <laughs> today was already Wednesday, when it was actually Tuesday, and for a little Which bit today, today is I Wednesday. Today, today is Wednesday, but yesterday I thought it was Wednesday. But, but to- for you, it's two days ago. No, <laughs> no. Yesterday was still Wednesday <laughs> to me for a little bit of time. But then Listen. also, also today was somewhat Wednesday, somewhat Thursday, only for a second, and I was very confused. Because I did plan on streaming today for like 10 minutes during the afternoon, and I realized again that it was Wednesday. So I fluctuated back and forth, and I forgot what day it was several times. And that's our plot of Groundhog Day. So you can really um, you can really tell the state that I am in on a personal level because you said that, and I was like, okay, yeah, like tomorrow's <laughs> Thursday. Yeah. Like I lean so heavily on other people <laughs> to get for your... what day it is <laughs> yeah. today. That anything, like anybody could be like, man, what a Monday. And I'd be like, you fucking know it, dude. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, wow. like, especially like last weekend, I spent, I think both of my days on the, like in the same spot. I normally do work at all during the same hours. So I literally don't <laughs> just, move. I don't move. Exactly. It felt like the same thing. So I couldn't tell what day it was. Thank God. I've got a big window to my left. I'm like a plant. I need the, the sunlight because otherwise, I mean, I went outside today, but yesterday was 18 degrees outside. So I sat in my desk where I sit right now to record this podcast, probably for a total of like, probably, probably close to 10 hours. 60 hours. 
That's uh, like, that's kind of the. I worked the eight hours, so I was here, and then after work, Lydia was at dance class, so I was playing video games on my computer. <laughs> yep. That's kind of that's kind of the mood every single day. Noth- nothing is worse though than the the twenty minutes that I spend at the end of my work day and before my recreation begins because my I don't clock out from work, but like. I start working, and then eight hours later, I'm like, okay, now I can be done working. But there's a gray area there where I'm like, oh, I should leave my email up. Right, blah, just blah, in blah, case. Blah, blah. So I'm just sitting, like, with my head in my hands, staring down at my phone or something for the last, <laughs> like, at, like, from, like, 4 to, like, 4.15, 4.25. Right. I'm just, I just, like, vibe, basically, but in a bad way. <laughs> Vibrate. <laughs> Yes. And then I realized, like, what am I doing? Like, why don't I stand up? Maybe get a drink of water or close my eyes for a second. Read a book. (laughs) Photosynthesize. No. Fool. Just stop existing for 25 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. No, it's, it's, uh, that's a very familiar feeling, I think. Probably for, for most people. Hey, we'll get there. We're doing it. We're on, we're on the way. Well, we're do on we want to do we want to get into some Reddit questions? I would love nothing more, Jeremy, than for the Reddit questions to get inside of me. Yeah, let's finish up being right. talk. Well, my ears. Wrapping up being talk here and moving on. Um, I'm not sure how to say this word. Maybe Google will tell me how to say this word. Nope. Um, <laughs> good. <laughs> so, well, I mean, okay. So I'm gonna say it, and you guys can laugh at me if it's wrong. Are koosh balls cool? If so, would it would it be cool if I have a koosh ball? I'm gonna need to <laughs> okay. know what a koosh ball is. So so a koosh ball is just you don't those, know what, like, uh, you don't know what a koosh ball is? You I sad don't. sad man. Well, go ahead, go ahead, Jack, why don't you you explain it for, for me and, ball, and the uh, audience? A a koosh ball is not just a toy to play with with your hands. You play with it. Sorry, my cat feeder just went off. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> My cat jumped off the chair and it sounded like a knock. And I was like, is there somebody at my door? Do I have to speak to somebody? Do I have to look at somebody in the eyeballs? That's horrifying. <laughs> um, but anyway, a koosh ball is, is not a toy that you play with with your hands. You play with it with your mind. And that's because the texture on this thing is unlike anything I've ever felt on my hands before. It's So it's basically like a small rubber ball and then like long, thin, like rubber elasticy boys cut, like are like inserted as if... Imagine you made pasta, right? Okay. But out of rubber. <laughs> okay. And then, so it's rubber, but it's stiff. You take a small ball of rubber and you poke all the pasta in as close as you can get it together so it covers the entire thing. It's sticking straight out. And then you boil it and it's all, you know, like wavy and you can kind of like, you know, mess with it with your hands. It's like that. That's a koosh ball. Okay. Jeremy? Yeah, I mean... Am I? I'm not gonna say you're wrong. I think that's right. I, that's exactly what it is. Google it. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you can throw Tell when you're boiling. You, you throw some pasta in the water with the koosh ball, and like <laughs> Just a little... when the koosh when the koosh ball rises to the top, you know your pasta's done. <laughs> when, when you skip, when you stick the koosh ball to the ceiling, you know it's and finished. It's, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I want to break down this question because I really like it. Wait, can you repeat First the question posits, again? I kind of lost the plot yeah. halfway through when you said the word koosh ball. Are koosh balls cool? If so, would I be cool if I have a koosh ball? Now, I like parter. how this person, yeah. this person 
ass first is coo- our koosh ball is cool. Um, but it also is almost completely unrelated to the second half, which could be asked entirely separate. Right. And just say, would I be cool if I have a koosh ball? Unrelated. So you could be cool if you had a koosh ball. Okay, here's my question first- to you. If koosh balls are not cool, could you be cool if you had a koosh ball? Yes. Ooh. I think so because yes. you could. Be, because I think it kind of follows the same trend of like like mom jeans aren't cool at X period of time and then 10 years later they are cool. Yeah. Everybody's think, got that. I, I think it's a trendsetter trend. move. I think I think you might not be cool right right this very moment, but like next year this time all the fashion magazines are talking about your koosh ball. I, think oh, I hate that. Koosh balls are just like cigarettes. Now hear me out. Okay. I'm, I, I, I feel like I say this once a podcast, but I may have already talked about this. Cigarettes. I don't like cigarettes. Gross. I don't smoke cigarettes because that's <laughs> gross. But I will say <laughs> that cigarettes are like an enhancer for whatever your image is. They right? do. Enhan- they do kind of look cool. Enhance is not the word I meant. I, it's like an exaggerator. So <laughs> right. if you're like, if you're like, yeah, exactly. If you're cool and then you smoke a cigarette, like I, I hate to say it, but I do think you look a little cooler. That being said, if you look creepy and you're smoking a cigarette, <laughs> it doesn't enhance. Extra creepy. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a plus one modifier. If sketchy, sketchy plus smoking a cigarette, no way. (laughs) A chef who looks like he's good at cooking, great. A chef who looks like he's good at cooking and smoking a cigarette, you're like, that guy's seen some shit. He's going to make some good food with that emotion. (laughs) A doctor who's good at doctoring. But all this to say. A doctor who looks doctoring while smoking. (laughs) Now, that might be the one exception to the rule. (laughs) Look at that surgeon doing doing some lung surgery. (laughs) He looks great. You know what he could use? A good old Marlboro Red. All this to say, though. (laughs) This episode is sponsored by Marlboro. (laughs) No, absolutely not. The Koosh Ball is just like that, though. You're going. I run up to to a six set. Six set of stairs, right? And I'm like, I'm going to do a big kickflip down these stairs. And I land the kickflip. And oh, what's that that fell out of my pocket? It's a koosh ball. Everyone's like, damn. <laughs> and he's got the koosh ball. No way. But like, <laughs> if I'm in, in, in I, I'm at the cafeteria and I just picked up my tray of food and then somebody flicks the food out of my hand, gets all over me, and then. Oh, he knocked my backpack over. My koosh ball fell out. And he goes, nice going, koosh ball. Yeah, that and becomes like your a, nickname. I feel like a real asshole then. You, you feel like a real koosh ball. I feel like a real fucking koosh ball. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think that's that's pretty close to uh, kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I, but I, I also think that follows the same trend as like a cigarette, like you were saying. Like someone flips your tray over and gets spill your food spill over you and it punch punches you down on the ground your your cigarette your single cigarette falls out oh you look <laughs> like a big old cigarette oh gross dude and now <laughs> you just got beat up and you have bad lungs gross oh, what a dummy <laughs> what a what a koosh what a ball nerd. what a absolute koosh ball uh. okay so are we are we good with the koosh ball talk i so, think so i i I just want to quickly get in their head. Obviously, yes. they, they want to be cool. They want to have a koosh ball, but they don't want to be disappointed too hard. So they're like, are koosh balls cool? And if they're not, I'm out. I'm not emotionally invested anymore. Like, that's cool. That's but step if they one. are cool, 
But you're setting yourself up for even greater disappointment. It's like, koosh balls are cool, but dude, you're, I know you have one, and you, you're not cool. Right. <laughs> like, that's a possibility, <laughs> and that's scary. Okay. What else you got for us? So, um, what is stopping me from filing a restraining order against all the police officers in my town? Hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on. I don't think there is anything I don't think stopping anything. you. Let me, let me flip through the rule books real quick. I don't see it anywhere in there. There is something that says a dog can't take out a restraining order against a police officer, but nothing about, nothing people, about people. So, yeah. It also says that you can't take armadillos off the road. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, jeez. Jack, uh, I got scrub, some bad news for you. <laughs> scrub that earlier part from the podcast. <laughs> hmm. Uh, so this person was sitting atop their castle, their genius castle, looking out onto the, <laughs> the valley brain. below and was just like staring down at the plebeians just doing their mindless work their police officers the gardeners and said i don't want them here and <laughs> how do i keep them away from me <laughs> peasants <laughs> and so they were wondering what is stopping them see now i i think i think what's what's making them um want to want to pull off their string or is they used to be a cop but then they uh you know they found some 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 dirty some dirty laundry by one of the one of the one of the guys <laughs> and then they went and did the dirty laundry and then they came <laughs> he back did to the, the dirty laundry off the station. but he did, the guy didn't want it was the chief's to, lucky socks exactly he the, the chief them. didn't want him to do the the dirty laundry so he got kicked out <laughs> and he got banned but he, he wants banned. to make he wants to make sure that no matter what like they the police can't like falsely get near him to get him in trouble so he wants to put a restraining yeah. order out on the police tm to, right cuz the the police never break the rules exactly and do things they shouldn't do right <laughs> i think the reason he wanted to uh get a restraining order against the police is because so <laughs> he lives in a small town and he's trying to get the Guinness Book world record of most restraining orders taken out <laughs> against other people. And he's gotten everybody he knows except for the police officers, which he figured he couldn't do. And now as he's getting more desperate, he's like, shit, I really... Uh, I need okay. to more, he's, guys. He's, he's looking through his, his numbers. He's cooking the books. And he's, yeah. he's, realizing, <laughs> he's realizing that that the amount of police officers in town would be enough to push him over the edge to get that, that win. And he's he just wants to know before he does it. He's like, "Is there really anything stopping me?" Right. Like, cause he, you, you know, a restraining order is just words on paper, right? Like, yes, it has to be like officially, you know, everything that I don't know how stuff works. Nope, nailed it. <laughs> There's the 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 notary. You're the, the this person's the notary, and they were wondering if they <laughs> could write themselves up death. a restraining order. <laughs> They're a notary, and they've got the big approved stamp ready to go, and it says, I take out a restraining order against all the police here. And they're like, um... Oh, so it's not let even... Let me so check real quick. You're saying it's not even the person filing them. Yeah. Interesting. They're, they're doing their big... You know, you have, you have the no stamp in your left hand, right. and the yes stamp in your right hand, <laughs> and it, somebody... Another person whose job it is to do solely this slides the the <laughs> restraining order proposal, and you get to choose. And you're like, is there anything stopping you from doing that? Right. 
Hmm. Okay, so for the last one of last one for today, don't get I I know you were like I said last one. You got so so I feel like I made this joke last time, or it was like the last episode. It's it's because it's because you throw your words around so nonchalantly that everyone always gets concerned. All right. Well, well, how about these words? How much weight can a gorilla bench press? I feel like that's probably been answered now. I feel like I, you could I, probably I, teach a gorilla to bench press, yeah? You could, yeah, so. we've taught him. Well, we've well, taught him to. Yeah, we've taught him to get sign things. language going. Bench press is the sign language of the muscles. That's true. That's true. Nothing wrong with that. Never go to a gym. Uh, this person's trying to fight a gorilla, right? I'm sorry? This person's trying to fight a gorilla, right? Yeah, and they're like, I could bench like, I don't. All right, guys, I don't, I don't know how much is like an appropriate amount of weight to be able to bench press. <laughs> I can bench two hundred fifty pounds. I could probably take out a gorilla. How much can a gorilla? <laughs> how much? See can what a I what I think is happening. Not they're not fighting the gorilla, but instead they're going to a strongman competition, and they're entering a gorilla. So okay, gorilla, gorilla, uh, they're entering a gorilla. A gorilla? <laughs> oh, <laughs> is yeah. that part of the competition? <laughs> you know what I mean. It's a strong gorilla too. <laughs> they're they're the gorilla is their trainee, and they're looking to have the gorilla compete in the competition. Um, and they want to know how how much they'll be able to compete. What kind of what kind of section they'll need to be put into? Depends on how mad the gorilla the gorilla is. Now, now, hear me out. It's it, it's Kong Kong, but who? <laughs> it's, it's oh no no no! You know, famous ape, ape bodybuilder Kong Kong. It's it's King Kong. No, but it's Kong they can Kong. Still, it's Kong Kong, but they can only lift as much as a real gorilla. So King Kong is as big as a normal gorilla, but they can't do anything with like the size. It's all just normal gorilla stuff. Wait, is there anything um, special about King Kong other than uh, his he's size? He's gigantic. No, let me finish my sentence. <laughs> other than that, like if he was just a regular sized gorilla, would he not be King? Would he just be another gorilla? Well, he can He'd love just be Kong so. Kong again. Oh, man. he can love. That's true. Gorilla, he can love. Gorillas <laughs> by signs are <laughs> known to not love. Um, you guys are both wrong because what it actually is is that somebody is training a gorilla, right? Not for any sport of competition or anything, but this gorilla's been trying to get into shape, and they've never worked with a gorilla before, and they want to start it out on an appropriate weight. Okay. So they're like, "Hey, how much so can a, a gorilla trainer. bench press? How much? Alternatively, gorilla- you could re- reword this question: How much should a gorilla bench mm-hmm. press? Interestingly enough, you could also flip it the other way around, where the gorilla is doing the teaching and is like, "How much should I be able to bench press? Cool. Uh oh." I don't know. I'm losing this because I am now realizing that the human would have to do the French press. And so if we think about it the other way with the gorilla. No, no, no. What you say here is that you're a human who is looking to be trained by a gorilla for strength training. But you think, I don't know. Is this a good idea? Can that gorilla like, is that gorilla going to be too, is it going to be too hard for me? How much can a gorilla bench press? Like how much more is it? You know? Um, how bad so, of shape am I going to be in? Uh, what, 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 what do you guys think? I'm looking at the answer right now. Shot in the dark. Jack, I mean, clearly we're not the best since Jack didn't necessarily know a good 450 good pounds. Metric. Uh, <laughs> Probably. Ryan? 
Um, three twenty-two. So it's gonna be four thousand pounds. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, have you seen a gorilla? Have you seen? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like conceptualizing. I guess. I guess four thousand pounds is like what two tons? Yeah. What? What? Yeah, weigh, what weighs two thousand pounds? Like, uh, give me some kind a car of like, and a half. reference. Probably like. Probably a like car and a half. Yeah. I don't know if. Yeah. Do you? Th- I actually could you imagine thinking about flipping. a car and a gorilla. Like, yeah, okay. I think there a, need to be nice handholds on the car because, like, lifting a guitar like over your head would probably a guitar? be a little hard. <laughs> no, Jeremy, are a, you a feeling car. okay? Jeremy's had, Jeremy's had multiple strokes during this episode. You gotta, yeah, you gotta figure it out, dude. <laughs> also, speaking of multiple things, are there two bikes behind you right now? Uh, there is one stationary bike and one okay. mobile bike. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. 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 Uh, so fun fact: I also have a. Very stationary bike because it's not put together, but it's that exact same stationary bike, but unpacked because they sent me two when I ordered one and they charged me for one. What a bunch of idiots. And so now when I move apartments, I'm just going to leave this one here. (laughs) Well, I'm going to donate it. There's a goodwill. You know, that happens more often than you think when my landlord moved out of our house and then let us live here. She also left an exercise bike here. Okay. (laughs) That's not a joke. Precedence is there. It's a fit desk. (laughs) <laughs> hey, who do you guys think would win? H- who? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, okay. So we take Venus Williams. So Venus Williams is one of them. Venus Williams. Venus is a planet. Planet Williams. Planet Williams. Space Williams. Space Williams. Astronaut Williams. Sunita Williams, the astronaut? I, so it's Jeremy. Serena Williams and Sunita Williams. So, Sunita Williams is an astronaut. I was going to be honest, okay. I just thought you mispronounced Serena Williams again. But okay. I love that. And also, you said Serena Williams, and I was like, my brain just completely shut down. I was like, I don't know who, I don't know who that is. Oh, one of the most famous athletes of all time? Never heard of her. <laughs> who, who could that be? And Wait, what, huh? so it is, what, what's the other Williams? I'm sorry. I'm it is Venus Williams? And Sunita Oh no, Williams. you said Venus Williams. Who the f- No, Serena's her sister. Serena's her sister. Which one I don't like know the, any the, of these things. Which one's like the big the big big one? Serena is like the popular one right now. Yeah, they is be. Venus, I'm just being frank. Wow, Venus Williams got put on blast on our podcast. <laughs> Look, I'm sure Venus yeah, is we're doing calling very you well. out, Venus. <laughs> I, Jeremy's challenging okay. you to a one v one. Look, she's featured in the "Tell Me About That" podcast, so yeah, that's great. Can, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in the title featuring hey, Venus hey, Williams. Hey, does Venus Williams play play tennis? Tennis? Yes. tennis? Yes. Okay, they made it. They made it big as as a sister doubles. Uh, okay, okay, team. okay. Right? Are they still both playing tennis? I I'm pretty I sure so. Serena Williams is still playing tennis. I think they're both and, still playing. <laughs> So Venus Williams and then Sunita Sunita. Sunita Williams. Yes. Who is an astronaut. An astronaut. Yeah, so we have a tennis player and an astronaut. Okay. Yeah, it's basically what it's going to come down to because I don't know anything about these individual people. That's totally fine. They're both about 40 or 50. Okay. So they're going to be doing an ice sculpting competition. 
Oh. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's really interesting because um, time is going to be of the F's essence on this one because they're be gonna they're gonna be competing <laughs> uh, at Battle Creek from Halo, the original. Oh Halo yeah. Game. You know yeah. that little small map with the the creek in the middle and the big old yeah. curved arch thing. Right. It's got two bases on either side with a little like stream in the middle with like one big rock formation that you can kind of walk up on. And in there's the a rocket launcher at the top, and then there's the invisibility at the bottom. And there's the sniper in the alcove. Yep. And then there's and Johnny the Depp kind the of just of doing whatever beats. he wants in the corner. Yeah, it's really gross, too. Um, <laughs> okay, I love it. So um, this is, of course, another version of our... Another round of our beloved game, Tomato. Tell me about <laughs> who you think would win. Uh, and we're going to find out who would be the winner of this battle royale. Uh, so, so first I, things first... I think we have to think, think about some parameters of the competition. It takes place in Battle Creek. Are they allowed to move around? Or are they each in a base? I think or... I feel like in a we're base. split half and half. Okay. Yeah, all right, Jeremy. I like your idea. How about you get four hours. Two, the first two hours, you start in your base. The second two hours, you can move wherever you want, and you can do whatever you want. Right. So, you know first hour is get as much as you can done but also think defensively so that you cannot get your thing ruined right you gotta you gotta kind of build around your thing as well as build your thing right i think i think that's an important strategy that not a lot of people think of when when they're entering these kinds of competitions um because the weaponry is all over the map you just got to be strategic with which kind you want like if you're on the side without the sniper oh forget about it but you might be able to grab that invisibility run up and get that rocket launcher that might be the move. So that brings me to my next question then. Which of these two contestants is going to better handle a rocket launcher, a sniper rifle, a shotgun, a so, needle rifle? <laughs> uh, I have a question. Are we talking about them fighting it out while they're doing they're ice not sculpture? Fighting, or are they the goal is to create with the, the best ice sculpture. Period. Whatever, but whatever happens those around rules, that. Yeah, and those rules, there's not many. I mean, you're not, they're not looking to fight each other. No. There is no ill will held between the two contestants. If gotcha. that's what you're right, You might want to try. I, I want to make it mess clear, up your, your, you pers- know. your, your, your commander's yeah. ice I mean, a yeah. bit. It's like, it's like in hockey, you know, you're going to hit each other, you're going to do that. But at the end of the game, it's like, that's just how it's played. Right. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. And I think, I think, if, I, okay. I think in that sense, I think, which one did we say, Venus? I think Venus is, oh, is yes. going to have the edge there. Just one, her competitive nature by being one of the best tennis players in the world. And also, I think her agility of, again, being one of the best tennis players in the world. I think those are going to really help her um, be dynamic in both her attack and defense. Ash shots are fit as heck, though. That is true. I think, I think that Venus Williams would have the competitive edge in terms of dexterity because... Dexterity on like the ISS, I mean, it's like oh, you're oh, you don't need quick movements. It's just very practiced, very precise. Ping you know, is two hundred. You need to know what you're doing, but you have to like, you know, you you're not like changing directions quickly. In fact, you almost can't unless you're like pushing off. <laughs> right. So by, by design, which I, I guess is true in most cases, I suppose, <laughs> <laughs> but. You're not making a lot of quick direction changes up in space, I think so. Um, 
or if you are, it's it's going to be bigger motion. It's going to be tougher to do. So Venus has the edge there, but competitive edge, I feel like becoming an astronaut is a, like a very competitive thing. There's a lot of that's people who true, want to be astronauts I don't, I don't, I don't, who do I don't, not become astronauts. But I don't, th- I don't think that's because you're competing like directly against them. Like tennis is a 1v1 or maybe a 2v2 competitive sport. You're staring right at your opponent. If you're an astronaut, okay. you're competing against other people, but you're not, you're not competing against them. You're competing with them. More, more. Yeah, they make you take all they make you do all like your exams and stuff and all like the written things that you got you know like make sure you know your stuff you got to do it face to face you're them. facing you, someone else you <laughs> you have a clear whiteboard that you're looking at and it has the whole thing on it but on the other side there's another person who has a clear whiteboard right. and they're staring <laughs> you in the eyeballs as you take the exam uh so it's interesting that guns come into play here because i'm pretty sure now i haven't done extensive research into Sunita. Um, but she does have some military experience. Okay. Okay. Yep. And so, so I think she graduated from the Naval Academy. Okay. And so I really think that's going to lend uh, a pretty high, high uh, score for her gunmanship well, or comfortability around guns, at least. Absolutely. Because you start, they both start in, in the base, right? And as everybody I'm sure who is listening to this podcast knows, each base has a shotgun in the mm-hmm. bottom of it. So, Sunita could probably use the shotgun to do probably a good amount of that initial chunking, yeah, right? Because if you're making a fish, which I'm sure Sunita would make because you wouldn't <laughs> want to make an awesome right. ice fish, there's a lot of, of empty space there that you got to clear quickly. That's going to save a lot of time. Um, and an unpracticed hand could just as easily shatter the entire ice block as they could, you know, knock off an inch or two. Right. Sunita's gonna so, know where to put the gun to to be more most efficient uh, in terms of sculpt, and that's gonna give her a huge advantage on you know actual design time mm-hmm. because while Venus Williams I'm sure has very a very muscular frame just from the amount of like upper body movement that comes with playing tennis, um, so they're probably gonna be able to to give a good amount of, you know, force on the hammer that they're using with, if they're going hammer and chisel or, you know, maybe chainsaw, if that's their jam, there's no rules in what you can and can't right. use. Um, but I just think the, the speed at which she's going to be able to do that, at least the initial part is not going to be, is not going to be enough. And that's going to be a huge advantage for Sunita. Hey, what if they just let it melt? You think that would be a good thing? I feel like you could get some cool designs. Or just let hmm. the ice melt. Just let the ice melt. Yeah, I'm sure there's people who do ice sculptures by just like torching certain. Right, parts it's very of abstract. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, or like you put it like near a window, but not like next to the window, so like it kind of gets some heat, but not a lot of heat. And then you rotate it every once in a while. Anyway, this is digressing. Um, does Serena Williams or Venus Williams be good at guns? Do we think does does, <laughs> does Venus be- Williams be good at guns? <laughs> Um, I think mildly. I think she mildly be good at guns. Like she, she's 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 probably gone to the range before. Yeah, I don't think that she would be bad with a gun. But I think I I think think, yeah, they both. I think they they both have experience with guns. Sanita's is just training with guns. It's formal training. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know, it it takes a delicate hand to shotgun sculpt. It's true. I've tried it before. It's it's tough. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, Jerry. He had to get a new apartment. <laughs> I, think I, yeah. I had to change my name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so, okay. 
let's move into the latter half of the the time. Okay. So yeah. they they our our two is hit or our three is hit. I guess. Yeah. Um. They yeah, have hour two. the the doors unlock, and that's it. They don't open or anything because <laughs> they might want to keep all that cold air in. Right. Um. It's very cold at Battle Creek, so you don't have to worry about that actually. Uh. So so. Who does what? Who makes the first move outside? I think Do they that, make a first move outside? I think that Venus knows that there is a, a disadvantage coming from that beginning. Because, you know, you're, you're facing somebody in a big match. You don't just go in blind, right? You right. study tapes. You know. So, you know, Venus knows that Sunita is going to try to do the shotgun technique and it's probably going to be leagues ahead. So I'm thinking Venus goes on the, on the offensive in order to, to regain the competitive advantage. Agreed. I also and think that, it's it's more her style, like like being being a tennis player, you're you're kind of aggressive. Um, yeah, you take control in general, situation, kind of do have that aggressive spirit. Um, I think it's going to play well more towards the offensive. Um, and that's also also where the dexterity is going to come mm-hmm. into play, uh, especially trying to get up top to that that rocket launcher. Um, I think I think the strong upper body from the tennis plus the dexterity in the legs to not like lose your foothold or slip and fall down um, is going to be a really, really good thing for, for Venus to be able to get that and, rocket launcher. And plus we know Venus is the only human to have ever double jumped. Yeah, that's true. And so she can double jump Back in up to the rocket launcher. Um, but I, I think, I think from a purely design standpoint, I think there are two very different approaches, but I think they are both, able to come up with a design that is worth winning i agree so the real question is who will execute the best when it comes down to the last 30 minutes so i think i think here's real quick just i think one important um thing i want to point out about sunita is that because she has that advantage of of speed with the with the shotgun um i think that's going to give her time to not only um create faster but also maybe defend her sculpture some, maybe build up some, some kind of reinforcements outside of her sculpture to protect against um, what she probably assumes is going to be uh, Venus's rocket launcher coming straight through those doors. So. Yeah. Yeah, competitive ice sculpting is so much more similar to chess than you would think. Yeah. I mean, it's all about late game, end game strategy. Um, and I think... Again, this is where the uh, the the spotlight is going to be on Sunita because, as an astronaut, the 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 ability to work under pressure is paramount, right? If you need to do anything involving going into space, you're going to be doing <laughs> some pretty under pressure work, right? Mm-hmm. So, the clock is ticking, the heat is on, metaphorically speaking, of course. Um, <laughs> Sunita is going to be able to to keep. To keep the nerves away, to keep themselves, you know, to keep yourself grounded. And when you're doing scales, which, like we talked about before, she's going to be doing, scales are delicate, they're small. And if you make them too even, it's unnatural. But if you make them too uneven, it makes it look sloppy. So it takes a lot of attention to detail. And I just don't think that that same level of craftsmanship is going to be able to be reached by Venus just at the end game, just because of the time. Mm-hmm. Also case in point, tennis doesn't have a timer. So that's a good point. That's a really <laughs> kind of just space, used to being able to, I would argue space has a big timer. 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There is a, a hard deadline for when you can stop doing something in space. That's true. <laughs> um, so I think, I think just on the Venus side of things, I think there's a lot of creativity coming out here. You got to think this woman has a brand, an aesthetic, a con- like brand affiliations. She is in the boardroom, I'm sure. Oh, she yeah. is talking with designers. She is everywhere. That's true. And so I think... Just from a holy design standpoint, right, she's gonna take from those influences. I think Venus is gonna take it to the next level. I like that. Plus, you can always bribe the judges with some branding. That's a good. That's I a really Nike good point. There's no. Oh, the, the thing about the thing about new sneakers. Whoops. Yeah, the thing about competitive ice sculpting is that there are no rules against bribing the judges. In, in <laughs> fact, it's encouraged it's, by the judges. By the judges. <laughs> She's curving a tennis racket, but if you look closely, oh, what's that? It's all Nike swooshes. <laughs> Everything is Nike swooshes. The net, <laughs> the racket, all of it. Always has been. And if you look, if you look at a Nike swoosh, guess what? It's made of Nike swooshes. Oh my Little, god! Little tiny baby Nike swooshes. Uh oh! What that's what? What's that on the other side of the base? Sania's saying you can go into space as an astronaut. Uh oh! <laughs> if if you let me win, I'll let you go to space as an astronaut. You can pretend to be me for a day, and you can go on launch day. <laughs> they, they barely check IDs anymore, so you can. Pretty all you gotta, much do, all you gotta do is put that visor down. No one knows the difference. <laughs> yeah, I just get the suit. <laughs> do they do they check your astronaut license before you get on the Yeah, what is the, the when's, the, when's the last point the that rocket? they check who you are to make sure you're good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's some some astronaut thinks it, it appropriate to risk someone's life by hot swapping themselves <laughs> out for a random person. They're like, hey, listen, like I'm gonna Jim, I can't go. I right? can't go. You gotta go. <laughs> oh my god, I can't go into space, Jesus. Uh have right. you been to space? It's crazy say- up there. Uh, yeah, boss, just give me a couple minutes. I, I have the suit on, but I do need a really quick run to the bathroom. I just don't, you know, it's going to be a long flight. <laughs> You're like, yeah, go ahead, get a second. And then, they, you know, you, you know, hastily get undressed. Right. Ah, not so hastily. It's a little sexy. You take your time. A, a little tease here and there. Um, so, do we want to do our, our final rounds? Yeah. Yes. Anything that wants to be left unsaid will be left unsaid after this moment right here all right so i am going to say that venus will come out victorious here do you have any reasons why you're just gonna i think the creativity i think that we know the judges will love the creativity and i think she's kind of got the wherewithal to like work with her her what she's got I think she knows her strengths. I think she knows her weaknesses, and I think she knows how to play it. Okay, I uh, I think it's gonna be Sunita on this one. I think the the uh, the depth of her training, both as an astronaut and in the military, lends her a very big competitive edge in attention to detail. In you know, um, I was gonna say attention to detail again. It's a lot <laughs> of attention and to I detail. Think I think that uh, that um, that extra time she's gonna have in the beginning, as you mentioned, with the setting up her own defenses, because I think it's gonna be important for her to keep the sniper shots away. Um, so I think her being able to build those defenses is gonna give her give her what she needs to finish up and and really wow the judges. I think I think you both make really good points, and I think it's all good. like like we've talked about before. It's all gonna come down to that last like thirty minutes, um, and I just think that. Um, 
we, we kind of talked about this before, but they're both going to have pretty similar design integrities, I think. Um, I think they're both going to pull off very nice-looking sculptures. Um, I think what it's going to come down to is how well Venus can hit her shots. Because um, I think I think Sunita's going to put up those walls and put up those barriers. Um, but it's all up to it's all up to Venus to make sure she's peeking correctly. Um, she's knocking getting, down the correct the... walls. Um, so I th- I th- and I think I think she has that in her. So I'm I'm going to give the edge to to Venus. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Looks like uh, we have got ourselves a winner. Imagine, if you will, a a coal a frost chilled battlefield in which two bases stand across a small creek from one another. Inside, each contestant has a large block of ice to sculpt as they see fit using the tools that they deem necessary. The beginning is a strong start with Sunita using her shotgun technique to blast off the corners and the bottom edge to get to that fishtail when Venus is is going slow and steady with a t- tennis racket-like swing on her chisel hammer. Things go like this for a little while until the second phase hits. Sunita, being given the competitive edge on the original timing, has a good defensive shot up, but just as Ryan predicted, and as we can see right here, Venus has... has gotten enough of her sculpture done that she feels comfortable to go and get that sniper rifle and right through the top of the base right above the 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 very top tip of the wall she's able to pick off the top gill of sunita's ice sculpture totally ruining the immersion and the judges just can't look past that flaw uh so it's gonna have to go to venus on this one really great showing from everybody though you love to see the sport kind of kind of grow and evolve in front of us and i think we've all witnessed a beautiful match today couldn't have said it better myself and with that thank you all for joining us this week we will see you all again in two weeks with more laughs jokes and rib don't 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 go back go back i would say ribbled ribbed playing (laughs) what for the listener's pleasure? Because <laughs> uh, it wasn't for our pleasure, Jeremy. I can tell you that much. I oh, didn't find any pleasure I'm from sorry. hearing it. Okay. Um, so <laughs> if you want to reach us by email, it's tellmeaboutthatpodcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook. If you could leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, that'd be great. Tell your friends about this amazing podcast that we get to put on <laughs> just play him that clip i uh, wish you could see the faces that ryan and i made when he said this amazing podcast <laughs> um <laughs> uh, so Yikes. so we'll wrap that up and i've been jeremy i've been jack and i've been ryan what an episode what an episode this was Hello, everybody, and what, what, Ryan, you fucking stepped all over (laughs) it.